Um, I'm Maya DiGiorgio. I just scared Heather McConnell out of her skin when I went, hi, everybody. And she's just like, oh, my God. So um, hi, everybody. But uh, you know what's interesting? We're in Los Angeles, so I think I should be saying something. Because I got my sunglasses. I got my sundress on. I'm thinking, hey, everybody. How are you out there in TV land or Facebook land? I'm Maya DiGiorgio, and we're at the Live at the Laugh Factory. I'm with Heather McConnell. Heather, say hello, everyone. Hello. This is Heather. Heather, speaking to your microphone as well. Hi. We also have uh, Felicia Chappelle, who's with us. Felicia, let everyone know you're here representing. Hi. We don't want to sound too aggressive. We don't want to sound like we're too aggressive when we say hello. So we're doing our, our like Los Angeles hellos. We're going to bring in, um, we're going to bring in the fabulous Pamela Green representing New York and Brooklyn. Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Brooklyn is aggressive. That's right, that's right. So anyway, no, here we go, um, wrong character. So anyway, now we're gonna continue to the very peaceful, very zen, he's Canadian. None of you have to be scared of him. Um, Mike George, Mr. Mike George, who looks very small on his screen. It looks like he's behind the world's biggest curtain. He looks like he is Oz hiding behind the world's biggest curtain. And um, he's just, um, he looks like, how are you, Mike? Say hello. Bonjour, ça va, bien, merci et toi? <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's it bien? And we also have our producer, Masavia Greer, who's here. Hi, Masavia. How are you? Well, we're waiting for uh, the hilarious Rachel Feinstein to join us. Uh, Masavia, you were just talking about. Did you watched the uh, Democratic uh, convention? Yeah, the first, the first round. It was, it was, uh, it was different. But I think what was great about it is the focus. It was more of a focus on what they were saying. So I think it, it was very effective. And Michelle Obama, of course, closed it out. There's nothing she can do wrong, Michelle Gosh, Obama. She so just turn so around good. and just wipe her nose. And we're, we're really like, oh, that was the most inspiring nose wipe. I'm going to nose wipe For real. my next speech. Watch it. You you're not kidding about that. I mean, she is just, I mean, wow. It was, I was blown away. I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure you were too, but it was just like. Oh, well, I, you know, we were working. We didn't get a chance oh, to watch I was it. tearing up yesterday. I mean, wow. You were crying. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You were crying. Wow. Anybody else watch the convention? Anyone? I did no. not. Okay, Mo's, Mo's alone. Mo's alone in this. Mo's. No, but Mo, are you inspired? I oh, you she, feel she. Better? I'm already inspired by her, but she just took it to the next level. Like she took it to Trump in a way, like she, it was a little dig. She did it in a way that was so mafia style. Yeah, I'm just so mad that she's not, that she's not running. I just, I'm kind of. She doesn't like politics and she stated that in the, in her speech her speech like she was like i don't like politics but i'll tell you this much this guy doesn't need to be president you Ooh, think it's yeah. bad now if you think it's bad now you vote him in another four years we're going to be we're going to be done that that was basically the right. the power of her speech like she put it to us like listen wow. guys this is serious yeah i mean yeah you have to watch do you, do you you Mike, you sound like you're in a you're in a tunnel, Mike. You sounded like you're in a tunnel. Hold on. 
You're, you're, he's, he's underneath. He's underneath. He's got his curtains. He looks like he's <laughs> hiding behind. He looks like he's in a in a dressing room. The Wizard of Oz. Hiding, doing his. Do we do we interrupt you and your wife from shopping? He's like, I'll be right back, honey. Just. <laughs> <laughs> he's holding the purse, you know, and there he's in the back of the dressing room. There you go, Mike. Talk to us, Mike. Talk to us. What I told you was personal, okay? Yeah, I'll hold it. All right. Is it demeaning? Sure. Uh, is it something I'm proud of? No, but I hold the purse, okay? I hold the purse and I love the show. All right, you happy? Everyone thrilled now? We cover the, no, we're up here. Um, Masabi pointed this out. My friend was in trouble, so we came up and he's an adult film star. Uh, actually, no, we're up here actually visiting a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're up here, we are up here and I'll show you, we rented this cute little place. But it's very small, so I'm trying to like, just because there's other people here, which is, she's, my wife's running around, so I didn't want her to be in camera, so I did this. But she's outside right now, I can see what Cute I'm little doing. place. Meanwhile, as a New Yorker and as an LA person, I'm probably like, that's probably this, that cute little place is the size of my apartment. So what were you guys working on? <laughs> like, what were you working like on? 2,000, 3,000 yes. square feet. What? Sorry, oh, Mom? Sorry, sorry. Never mind. No, you were saying something. Continue. Well, you know what? I was, I was going to ask Mo back to our conversation before I was making too much noise. Can you hear me better now, by the way? Is this okay? Can you You're hear me now? Low. Yes. You're still low, man. Really? Okay. There you go. There you go. Talk in the mic. Really? Yes. Use your mic check one. Mic check. Directly into the, expect directly into the mic. This really feels like, I feel like today, all of my technology has gone down. I feel like how my grandparents used to talk to family overseas in Italy. <laughs> like literally, I had, the, I had the, my grandparents were so weird. Like when somebody would call, cause they had the uh -huh. rotary phones, but when somebody would call, they would turn off all the electricity in the house. They would turn off the, like the, you know, like the dishwasher, the washing machine, like the phone was electric and it was going to yeah. blow the electric circuits. So then, and then my grandmother would pick up the phone and she would talk with it upside down. Hello, 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 hello. And I was always like, oh my God, they, they didn't have phones in Italy. Like, I don't understand <laughs> how new this invention was because she was oh, doing Oh, there you that. go, Mike. Yeah. So now look, oh, look. Oh yeah. No, no, no joke now. Can you hear me okay now? How about that? Oh now my God! Is that better? Now wow! You're out. You sound like okay. No, but is that better now? Is it better now? Yes, louder. It's louder. Okay. Okay, continue, great. Continue, darling. You were speaking. No, I wanted to ask Mo if watching the convention made him feel like the Democrats were. He was inspired not just by Michelle, but uh, there's a real shot here. Where you know what I mean? Like Democrats are going to do I, it. I I think um, I think they. Even Republicans were in this too, as well. They had three Republicans speak as well. Mm. Um, and wow, yeah, I, think I read about that. People are disgusted right now, more than we know. You know, right? And I think we are in danger zone, right? So this is the picture mm -hmm. they're painting, and even Republicans are afraid. So now, something I I was wondering, who are the Republicans? This is my question. Um. No, I'm you kidding. Know. That was Heather. Heather asked that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Asking Heather, for Heather. a guy thing. That uh, yeah. Guy. Let me. <laughs> With the Republicans, Heather wants to. Yeah, who are the Republicans? Um, if I can remember the names, but the main guy was uh, the um, governor of, the former governor of Ohio. John Kasich. Kasich. And Kasich is reasonable. But for the Republicans, they think he's 
a, a traitor in a sense. You know oh, what I mean? So yeah, I'm sure. It, but he's a moderate guy. He's very in between, and I like his. I like his words. What's your I mean, What's your words. take on What's your take on the Kamala Harris uh, drama? That everybody's mad at her that she's not black enough because she's not really black. But she's really? And there are people are saying. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm caught in the middle of this. She's not really black. This was this was a this was a, a terrible choice, and um, she's identifying as Indian wow. and she's not, and then she's this and that. Well, she's only a half, and she's not as half, but she's Jamaican. Uh, Jamaican. This is our country, black, man. But black, but Bob Marley is black, even though he's, <laughs> he's not black. We'll claim Bob wow. Marley, but not her. How, what are your feelings on that? Because you know what this is. This is like watching this go on. Is like this is how everybody talks about me when I leave the room. You know what I'm saying? So I take it to a whole other personal level. I'm like, this is what happens as soon as I leave. I'm sure everybody's like, she ain't really black. Look at her, she's not black. But meanwhile, if Kamala ran and didn't say she was black, everybody'd be mad. That oh, who does she think she? She's black. She don't want to admit she's black. She's just remember that. Remember with the Mariah Carey, yeah. Mariah Carey. But you know what it is though. Kamala doesn't respond to it. She just does okay. what she has to do. I mean, no matter yeah. what, at the end of the day, she's still a brown woman. Right. Yes. So she's a, one of the most qualified, highly qualified. That's all that counts. I think women are going to vote Biden in. It's going to be the women's movement that really pushed him in. I'd rather take a hair sniffer than a coochie grabber. <laughs> and oh, she's, right. she's, she's, a, she's a, I mean, I don't hair care. Sniffer. I don't care if her husband's white. I don't care. I yeah. just want, I just want them. Well, to I'll vote. tell you this. What I do like about the two of them is that is that um, is that she is she can argue. She debates yeah. like you know she's she's yeah. got oh, her, she, AKA Howard, and she can debate and debate yeah. and debate. And that, all they got to oh, do she, is put yeah. these guys against an educated black woman. There is no way. Even I, I don't care. Black women, right. black women are the best debaters on earth. So when you put her, did you see her take down that other senator, the Republican senator? Oh, he was, man. He was saying she was, that she didn't want to take that she didn't want to pass the lynching bill. And she was like, hold on. She went into this <laughs> whole thing. And she just she completely yeah. did not because you can't let these guys off right. on one inch because they'll 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 they'll, they'll uh, turn they'll it take a mile. Out. Yeah. Oh, they'll run. I wish that she could debate Trump. I wish that he would just be like, oh well, you know, Joe Biden has a sore throat. He has to um he, <laughs> he cannot speak yeah. the phone. Oh, <laughs> Our guest of the hour has arrived. Sorry, you guys. Hey, oh, everybody. No. Oh, right on time. Oh. No worries. So glad you're here. Hold on. I got to get. Let me see you. Let me see you. Hold wait, on. Wait, there you are. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. Hold on. You're cutting out. There you are. issues with my phone here. Can you, can, wait, can you, um, can you just, can I just text you my husband's email address? Because it's cutting out. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, sorry. Heather's got You got it? I sent him, um, well, let's talk facts, you guys. Usually at this time in the election process, nobody even knows the name of the potential vice president. So um, they yeah. don't usually even That's know true. the vice president's name until yep. well after inauguration. So yes. um, I guess very we're true. making progress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that is true. We're at least that is fighting true. about somebody point. that we usually don't even know exists until Do something happens. Do we even know Pence? Mm -hmm. We don't even know who Mike Pence is. Like literally, no. who talks about him? <laughs> Yeah, they usually pick someone totally random. And I think that that's a good reason that they didn't pick someone random and someone that has been going head to head with all these guys and she knows the job tomorrow. So that that's, that's also the difference too. If you hire somebody 
that is kind of not up to snuff, but if you have someone that has been there on the fight and she really has led all these uh, committees and she's, she's been in all the debates, so it, it, she doesn't have to be caught up to speed. You don't have to brief her. Like, remember, remember when they're trying to brief Sarah Palin on all the stuff that happened, aside from just having to brief Sarah Palin, but it was like, it, it, was, it was comical. She didn't know anything of what she was talking about. And then she was, she was kind of doing the Trump thing where she was inciting, saying crazy stuff to- Yeah, she, she was, I mean, like not smart at all. Like yeah. nothing, no- but that was really hard because all my white friends that are Republicans that are men were calling up to be like, don't you think she's going to make a great first female <laughs> vice president? And I'm like, must you talk to me like I'm an idiot? Like you can't, I can't tell the difference between a, 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 a like a bimbo. Because remember they asked her like, well, what, what magazines do you read? And she's like, I read like people and I read like, you know, Life in the woods and the, the hunter, you know, <laughs> like as you're like, she wasn't even reading. Hey, hey Rachel, I haven't seen you in so Hi. long. I'm so happy you made it. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. Oh, oh, Sorry, we, it's like we, a mess behind me. There's a lot going oh, on. Oh, no. <laughs> you had a baby. You just had a baby. I know. I just had a baby. Tell <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. First of all, you look fabulous. Thank I had you. Yeah, I had no idea that she got married. And then I saw, I was like, Rachel had a baby, what's going on? Everyone's grown up because I've known you for when you were so young and, and now. So tell me everything. What's been going on with your life and all these My, It looks the same as when we would uh, whore around Boston together. Can I say that? Just a family <laughs> 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 I say whore around Boston comedy club. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was a really cool time to have a baby and just really relaxing to have a husband in FDNY and, you know, be in Wuhan, Brooklyn. So I was really pumped about all the situation, you know? That's so great. <laughs> Your career has been so fabulous. And to see you have such a wonderful, like, full life and be happy and saw the pictures. I was just, before Masavia even reached out, I didn't know he was going to grab you for the show. So I, like, was, but I'm, I'm always checking a little bit on you. I'm like, what's, what's Rachel doing? I'm like, oh my God, she's got a cute husband and look at this wedding picture. I kind of get a little Come bit. Say hi, Pete. <laughs> Where's Pete? Pete? Here's the foyer foyer. Hey, everybody. Hey, hi. Pete. Hey. Hi. hi. See, he's got the broken mustache. Yeah, hey, I love yeah. it, man. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. We should, play some, we should play some music with that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> he actually does. <laughs> This is not a prop I just brought for the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Does he play guitar? I didn't bring Yeah, he plays guitar and harmonica, so. Oh, wow. He sings I can't harmonica. do anything. You I can't. Mean, that's not as more sad than I meant it to sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you I'm deserve worthless. to be there. Huh? <laughs> I'm worthless. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. So what's so what's the so now you're, this is actually the perfect timing because you're you're in home. It's a no one's it's weird. It's weird how in some ways there are some perks to a COVID birth. All you have to say is like uh, you know no visitors. Sorry, we're trying not to kill her. Um, you can have one to yourself. Yeah, there is some weird Corona like birth perks. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like what? I, what's that? Like what? That's Felicia. That's Felicia. I mean, that's Felicia. Like, you, know, you can, you know, you can, no unwanted visitors. 
Oh yeah. It's like the disease, sorry, the disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good weird. I mean, it's definitely weird. Like, uh, I mean, I, I was not one of those like women who was like excited about being pregnant, you know, like, especially not in a pandemic. Uh, I had like gestational diabetes and then, and then, our, oh, no. and then our hospital was like overcome with COVID. It was, it was soaking with COVID. I think that's the word you use. Yeah. Soaking with COVID. So, um, that was weird, but I was like, just felt really disconnected the whole time. And I was afraid Maya, maybe you can relate to this, but like, because I know that you're kind of like me where we tell people things right away. Like I tell everybody things. I just answer questions they don't ask about. <laughs> I'm like an oversharer, you know? So I was like, what if I have this baby and I don't connect to her? Like that was my worst fear. Like, what if I don't love her? Because I'll tell everybody, like I'll have one drink at a barbecue and be like, isn't it weird that I don't love her? <laughs> I know myself, but I was like, it's gonna be really awkward if I don't love her. So I'll just start telling everyone. This works. Luckily, I love her because that would be a really awkward. That would get really dicey. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's so crazy. So, question: Are you like me when you get into like, if I'm in a hospital situation, I get funnier. Like, I, I I think my natural panic that I'm going to die and not make it out, it just puts me into like a routine that's better than anything. I've ever done on stage, you know, I just start panicking and then I start hiccuping material. Yes. It's like, we're trying to make other people feel better about our own like pain or fear. Like in the middle of, in the middle of the, when I was pregnant before, um, before the disease took us all over, before the pandemic took us all over, I uh, was at Boston comedy club in the middle of my set. I was like, I think I'm having a miscarriage, but, uh, I was like, I wasn't sure, and I was just trying to, but there was a really hot crowd, so I just kept going. You know, I was like, I feel like a lot of my yeah. life, but. So, and I go to the hospital after. I, I took drunk, I took pictures after with, with like drunken girls from the show. I still sit, sat there, and then I was like, yeah, I think I'm bleeding, I better go to the hospital. Very crazy. I run to the hospital, and they were like, your baby's probably not gonna make it. I didn't expect to tell this tale, but you know what, fuck it. They're like, your baby's probably not gonna make it. Uh, and they said, you have to have this thing called a DNC, which is, the baby made it. So this all works out all right. Nobody has to get yeah. too comfortable. But they're like, you're going to have to have this thing called a DNC, which is what you have if your baby doesn't make it. like cleans out the baby or something. I, I kept calling it the Democratic National Convention just to make the guy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to laugh. Meanwhile, my husband was in a, he was in a, a car accident on the FDR. He couldn't come to the hospital. Oh, I'm laying there and they're like, your baby's not going to make it. They're going to have to have this DNC. And I'm like, Democratic National Convention. That's good, right? I'm like, that's <laughs> But we have to do that. We have to like distract other people right. from our, yeah. Own. yeah. It's like, I had to help him handle it, my own lonely, sad moment by making a fun loving joke. Because uh, we're all sick and something's wrong with us. But then the baby made it. And it all worked out, didn't it? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, you, you did stand up the, because uh, uh, I was talking to you, I think a week ago, you were doing stand up at uh, the stand, right? How did that yes. go? Like, what was. In the beginning, I just started doing it again. And in the beginning, I was forgetting everything. Mm. And um, I would be in the middle of like jokes, you know, like old hacky jokes, you're humiliated, you're still telling, but you're just, you're trying to grab anything for a laugh. And I'd be, I forgot those, the ones that you're like, no, this is my go-to when I'm <laughs> humor joke that I go to when I'm wildly bombing and it's an emergency. <laughs> and I 
was forgetting those. And I'm like, this is dicey. And he, he doesn't know how to like lie to me when I bomb. Like, cause the first time I went back, he was in the car waiting for me. And I was like, you know, there were some good moments. I thought, you know, you're trying to convince yourself you didn't bomb. I was like, you know, I had him. I did my thing. And I got, you know, there's some odd moments, but they liked me. And I get in the car and he's like, that was weird, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's good. I'm like, no, there's, I mean, I forgot some stuff, but it's basically, no, no, it was weird. Especially at the end, it seemed very strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he's supposed to lie to me. I was so furious. But uh, I had no idea. He just says exactly what he thinks about the set. He goes, but that was weird. And then you got off and it seemed strange. He goes, that guy didn't. The guy in the front, he was looking at you. <laughs> well, that's what I appreciate, though, is that he understands the set because I, I think that's I, like I was so excited to see that you got married because it is so hard to find like a normal guy when your life is, and then you in the comedy world, and then you bring a guy to comedy world, and then the guys in the comedy world punk him. So it's like, can he survive the roasting? Of, bringing, of, of the date, because once they roast him, you kind of start this comic thing in your own brain goes off like, damn, they just punked you, I can't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so true. And for some reason, Maya, firemen are a lot like comics. Uh, so it works. Every other person that I brought around the comics, they've, you know, they, first of all, they hate normal people. Comics will call them a civilian, which is what firemen <laughs> call us, right? Yeah, yeah. So the way that That's you, true. When, I, when I walk into the firehouse, it's like you can feel the chemical change in the room. When I walk in, stopping by to see him, it's because they all look up from that table. And I'm like, wait, this is how people look at us. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm a normal person. I'm like, no, I'm an animal. Like, you know, like I'm fun. You know? <laughs> but I was like, That's how people look at me when I walk in. You can feel that you can really feel like the, the air in the room change. And it's the same when he walks up to the comedy table. The only difference is when he goes to the, the table at the cellar or something, everybody fucking loves firemen. There's no yeah. defund the fireman movement. Yeah, I know. Get around, and it's everything comics aren't, so they love them. Like, you know, comics are like, yeah, they're nebbishy, Jew like, not you guys. I just realized I'm looking at you and I call you and Jewish. We're, we're cowardly. And right. you know, it's, a, it's historic because I was reading a book on jesters and they said that jesters back in the day, when, when they had jesters, that they were equal to women and children. So it was like, if the boat was sinking, like if they were on the Titanic and there were jesters at that time, the jesters, they'd be like, get them out of here, the real men stay on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's for real. Mm. But the firemen are cute because I actually did, I actually did a fire, I had to do an event for these firemen and I was kind of like, they're really cool. So I, I can see like the whole, the whole I'm like active, I like disagree with them all politically, but I'm like actively aroused by all of them. So it's very works. <laughs> <laughs> Can he like throw you over his shoulder and firemen's carry you home and then you feel like, oh I can't handle it when I go he, he just walked out of the room, so I have like a minute to say this, but there <laughs> so many of them are like it's absurd. It's out, I can't manage the hotness when I go by the firehouse. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I actually felt that in Long Island and I was like, this might might be tough enough to handle the comedy circuit because yeah, Maya. Yeah, yeah, so you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get booked back in Long Island. Should I look for you a fireman Maya? A Republican fireman that disagrees with everything I say <laughs> and then when he finds out that I'm black he's gonna be like you're not really black. <laughs>
I know. Now that's my life. I have to go to these like FDNY dinner dances, these Staten Island. (laughs) (laughs) The loud Jew comic. I'm always the only Jew because there's not any Jewish firemen. And he deposits me at like some shrimp station with these guys. And (laughs) (laughs) this guy said this to me. I'm not kidding. The guy, Vinny, they're all named Vinny, the guys, and the girls are all named Gina. And uh, he he leaves me at this table with this guy and he goes, you gotta come with me and my wife to Epcot. He goes, that's the real Japan at Epcot. <laughs> oh my God. And he goes, people oh think God. you gotta spend all this boat and fly all the way to Japan. But it's a scam. It's a fucking scam. It's a scam. And some Mexican guy serving you Chinese food at Epcot is reality somehow. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm- I- and if you're married yeah. to a fireman, like you can't change his mind about anything. Because the men at the firehouse have access to his brain for like most of the week. Like he'll come home with conspiracy theories. He'll be like, Vinny said they legit never went to the earth is flat. Yeah, yeah especially after he's <laughs> legit. Stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> he's a wild moron and he has no information. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So, so Rachel, Rachel, I'm Mike, by the way, just to introduce myself. Hi. So I have been to Japan and Epcot, and I they're honestly interchangeable. So that guy's not wrong. Um, (laughs) I have been to Japan. I really have done both, and yeah, it's it's the same thing. No, it's no, they're very different. (laughs) Obviously. Um, So. uh, (laughs) Thank you. So um, I was going to ask you, though, uh, not to get, you were talking about, you know, we're talking about firefighter. So during the craziness, how, was it really scary for you guys? Like when he, because he's out there, right? He was, you know, I'm sure he was out there dealing with people who were sick and and all that. I mean, it's weird, especially when like, it was weird. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, especially because like when we first started dating and, uh, you know, as a firewife, that's not a term. They've actually asked me to stop saying that. Um, as a firewife. <laughs> I identify as a badge banger. So as a badge banger. Uh, badge banger. <laughs> so like, at first it was like fun and games, like dating. A fi- I was like, I loved it. I was like trying to, because they have badges. I was always like, if I had a badge, I would just whip it out at like the CVS and shit. Like, I, yeah. I just around looking for a checkpoint. So, it was all fun, you know, like he was like, put on his hat and shit. So, <laughs> I would just like, put his hat on and I'd be like, respect the rank, please. Show a little respect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I get to, you know, I never, I always thought firemen were hot, but I never thought I'd marry one. I'm like, this is so fun. I could play games with his uniform and, you know, get us like upgrades on planes. Like, we'd be on a plane and I'd be like, um, can I have a ginger ale? He's a fireman. Like, I'd work it into everything. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was like, this is awesome. And then it was like, oh, I don't I don't like this as much. Like, not when I'm like, yeah, not when I'm about to get my DNC and uh, he can't come because he's in a car accident. I'm like, oh, wow. I move myself to the hospital. Or like, I didn't like like Googling Corona FDNY again and again when you're like pregnant and trying to figure out if he's going to come home like teeming with Corona. So that's right. when it becomes like, that's when I relate to the Gina's more than anybody else. Cause they're the ones that are Googling, you know, like, yeah, yeah they're Googling like Corona something this area or whatever. Or like one time I was at the cellar and uh, he has this app on his phone so I could see where he's at. Like if he changes firehouses, cause he's a captain. So he might be at one firehouse one night. It's what's called a bouncing captain. They go to different mm. houses. 
So um, I'll check on his app and see where he is. And also I can see if he's at a fire or whatever. So I leave the cellar and I was like, I'm gonna bring some wings to the guys because I'm aroused by all of them. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, I'll go by the fire. I always find a lot of excuses. I'm like, I'll bring some baked goods to the firehouse. <laughs> Oh, so the, wings, the wings at the cellar. Oh. I know. I was like, do the guys need wings? Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I go by there and, oh, this is kind of funny. Sorry. Uh, so they don't, since he goes to different houses and he's a captain, they don't always know that I'm his wife because, and he's their boss, right? It's a very like military, it's like a hierarchy, you know? So it's mm -hmm. really fun to like fuck with everybody. So there's guys outside, like the younger guys, they stand outside with doggy treats so they can give girls, like cute girls the dog with dogs the treats and then hit on them. Um, I respect, it's a good system, I like it. So they stand outside. So I walk up, right? And they don't know that I'm his wife and it was Halloween and I had these like wings with me. So then um, it was like the day before Halloween or maybe two days before or something and everybody was like out and shit. So I walk over there and I have the wings with me and I'm standing outside. And the guys did that thing where they kind of check if you have an ass and then they do the look back to see if it's an ass worth reviewing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and then they give the second look to their friend, like there's an ass to review. This is an ass worth reviewing, you know? Like, <laughs> okay with the ass. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, 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 yes I do. And, yes. and they think this is yeah. the most transparent series of ex exchanged expression. So they do that, mm, all right whatever. So then I was really delighted. I was like very flattered. I was like, oh, it asked worth reviewing. That's lovely. So, um, <laughs> so I was like, so I slowed down and they're looking at all these girls, you know, in the costume and whatever. So I slowed down and I was like, it's really scary out there, boys. Do you think I could come inside for a little bit and take cover? <laughs> I was like, just a lot of douchery in those streets. Again, thank you for your service. <laughs> guys were like, yeah, sure, I want to come inside, I'm walking. They were like so confused, you know? <laughs> they really thought they were in charge of the ass thing, quietly doing the ass thing. They didn't know what to do, right? They, they were like, no, wait a minute. What is going And I was like, hey, I'm back in the kitchen, I don't feel safe out here, boys. And they were like, yeah, sure, come on in. And then I get in, and I'm like, um, and then I go, I actually have some wings with me. And then I go, don't worry. They're all tied up, meaning, because they don't usually like food from like the outside. So I go, it's all tied up. And this guy goes, you like to be tied up? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, I was like, oh yeah. Um, and they're like, I was like, actually, I'm here to see Pete Brennan. And they don't know who he is because they know it's Captain Brennan. So I'm like, I'm here to see your cat. And the other guy's like, oh shit. The guy that said you like to be tied up turns white. The other fireman, <laughs> the other fireman puts his arm around me. He's like, Dude, let, me, uh, let me take you for a walk for a second. <laughs> walk around the rig, buddy. And then Pete comes down. He's like smoking a cigar upstairs or whatever, you know. And it's just so fun. Every time I come over, I can fuck with them and whatever. So on this particular night, that's what would have happened, right? They would have called Pete Brennan. He would have come down. But on this particular night, I look at my app, which I forgot to look at, and I see, oh, he's, he's not here. And then they were like, yeah, he had to leave. He got switched downtown. So then I look at the app again. In the middle of my fun-loving buffoonery or whatever, it serves me fucking right. I see he's at the Trade Center. So I was like, why is he at the Trade Center? What's going on at the Trade Center? So then I get in a cab with my wings. I'm done fucking with these group of men. All of a sudden, I'm like half, like weeping, trying to figure out why he's at the Trade Center. And he didn't tell uh -huh. us. Then I get to the Trade Center, you guys. 
and there's there's police cars and cars and it's like insane right and now at this point it's like two in the morning because i was you know whoring around with the fireman for a while (laughs) 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 so i get there and i'm like kind of half weeping with my wings and i'm trying to figure out like i'm like walking through a sea of these cop cars and and fdny uh fire trucks and i'm like half weeping but i still held on to the wings and then uh like real tight and then <laughs> i finally i'm asking all these firemen and they don't they won't answer me what's going on they just keep like ah, i can't talk about it can't talk about it finally i was like listen my husband's a cap he's inside there they go they explained to me that it was a drill and they do these drills but they don't publicize them so they do uh, this sudden uh, drill to like you uh, but I didn't know that, and they didn't, and they didn't tell Pete because they do them suddenly, like so that they can all right. practice how they're responding. Just in case of any, right. Yeah. Right. right? So I was like, but I couldn't figure out, and I'm googling it, FDNY, FDNY, like World Trade Center. What is this? What's happening? There's nothing about it, but they're all here. I'm so confused. And then he walks out with like soot on his face from the tunnel, and he's complaining, like he's like, I'm weeping. And he's like, do you believe these shit is actors in there pretending to be fucking, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking this guy out there. He's sitting there limping, shaking. I'm like, buddy, I got another call after this. All right? Because <laughs> 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 you wouldn't believe it, baby. He's wagging his legs. He's quivering. Oh, come on. I do they get these people from Juilliard? You know, it's like they're big, like, come on out. And, you know, you're really, you're going to have to commit. And then, you know, he's like, that's their moment. They see your husband and he's, ah, and then he's like, no, we're not doing this. No. No, yeah. but what's so hard? It's not your big break, buddy. Keep it moving. I know. It's yeah, yeah. No, no. And scene. Yeah, just the trauma of that, because we're comics and we're down at the clubs during 9-11. So that's just like. That's like uh, super triggering when you- I was working at the Boston during 9-11, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like we have a whole, that's intense. But you know Mm. what I really love most about your humor, Rachel, is that like um, out of all the female comics, we've always had, there's so much sexism in comedy, but the guys that you roll with are kind of always like your big brothers. So you love them to death, even though they're incredibly inappropriate and- Yeah, (laughs) but the, the, you're, to be around Rachel, her coping mechanism is doing the underlying dialogue of, of the guys in their ego and the, and the position that we're supposed to act like. And so then it never really feels as, as, as painful as sometimes it could be, especially if it's the wrong guy hitting on you. So I just, I've always enjoyed that humor, your translation of the man woman uh, role of, uh, of having to be the dumb bimbo when you're way too smart to play into that. So you kind of just compensate in the middle and make it really comfortable for everyone. And so, then, thank you, that means a lot. I try to- I mean, Rich, I love, you know, I mean, we used to hang out after the Boston. So it was like, I was a, a fan back then. Cause you just would, we would hang out, but you would just make me laugh, just standing. And so I always would say if a comic, I know when a comic's funny, when they can make you laugh, just hanging out. Wasn't like, you know, you're doing your set, but it was just like, you always made me laugh. Just fucking hysterical. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were always so nice. I was so nervous when I come around Boston in the beginning. But but you were just, you're just so funny. Like in general, just to hang out with. Yeah, just to hang out with. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's the indication of how you are as a, comedian too you know when you can be naturally funny all the time not trying to be it's just there that's just you know 
like I remember just with, with comedy too. I never was, um, I didn't really pal around with like female comics, like Mo and you and Greer were always like, you know, a Tony, you guys were more my, my friends. So I never had like a female friend outside of like a big sister, like Pam, who's, who's up in the corner. That's Pamela and that's uh, Felicia. And this is, this is Heather. You probably met Heather. She made my film with me years ago. Yes, I know Heather. Yeah. 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 But Rachel, yeah. yeah, Rachel was my palling around, like up until when I got banned from the um, cellar and ran for, like Rachel was my, like my everyday role hangout. Like she's freaking hilarious and almost like a therapist. Because when you want to go like, did something such just happen to me? Then she'll act it out. Yeah, hey, you such a hot over there. So I think you bad. And then you're like, oh my God, okay, yeah, that is really funny. You just took you my you like taught me everything when I came downtown. You would like tell me who to trust. You, I think you told me to get dressed. Yeah. <laughs> because I wore like I wore these Dickies overalls all the time. I was a lost girl. I moved to New York. I didn't know anybody. I was just getting wildly fired from every job. I could barely, I really could barely bathe myself. I, I'm teaming with AD. I was just shedding debit cards all around. And then I like found my people. And Maya would be like, I remember I wore these, these uh, Dickies overalls every day, like the same overalls. And I thought it was really cool to dress like a beastie girl or something. <laughs> and I looked a little crazy. I looked a little jacked up, quite frankly. And you took me aside, I remember once, because, okay, so DC Benny, who we all had a crush on, but was like the loveliest, nicest guy, and DC was like, one day after one of my sets, he was like, he came up to me, and you know when you lean in for a compliment, you kind of open up your body language, like I thought he was gonna say something about my set or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, the overalls, I know you like wear the same ones every day. I wore the same ones every day. Like, it was not okay. It was like a costume. <laughs> and I remember he was like, yeah, you, you might not want to wear the same ones. I noticed you wear the same ones every day. And like, he was like, you know, you could always mix it up or something. No, my God. I was so horrified. The next day, I opened for Eddie Hipp at this high school. And in the middle, of, I opened for him. The crowd hated me. In the middle of my set, they... One guy stood up and he screamed, "Get off the stage, Super Mario Brothers!" Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I called Maya. I called you, Maya. And I was like weeping. I'm like, "Oh, is it true about the overalls?" You know, you were so gentle with me. You're like, you might want to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was very poor. Like me and Sherrod, we were roommates. Me and Sherrod, Tony Rocker, we had a bill at the deli. We would run up every week and then we would we would walk down York so we didn't have to pay our sixty dollar, you know, deli bill. And I was nannying during the day. So I, you know, I, I thought my Dickies uniform was okay. I was like, that's all I got. <laughs> I remember Maya, you were like, Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think you might be onto something. You might want to sometimes wear something different. <laughs> I had a good wardrobe then, because that's when my sister had that apartment on the upper east side. Yes, that was cool. over there. It was so nice, that apartment. Oh, and she had that, yeah. it's all Ralph Lauren wardrobe. So everything was what? Ralph. That's where I got my little Def Jam outfit from. So we were like, you take that jacket. I'll take this jacket. That was so fun. Yeah, I've never even been like in an apartment like that in New York. Like walking into your sister's apartment. I was like, I think I'm going to make it now. <laughs> <laughs> you had like the spiral staircase and the marble. Like yes. Wow. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's like, bitch, this isn't your money. You're going to take all my tonight. No, it was so funny. We were so goofy. And like, I was always such, I, it was funny too, because also we were not like girls that were like, wanted. To, we wanted to be comedians more than we wanted to yeah. be towed around and picked up, you know? Yeah. Um, so we were just, we wanted to be like, we wanted to be respected at the club. And I remember 
the one time, the most embarrassing story that Rachel ended up catching with me was um, when I went upstairs, and actually this is funny because we were at my sister's apartment. I went upstairs and I unlocked because she had a, a triplex, so the patio was in the triplex. So the door, I left the door open. Me and Rachel just like ran off romping with the cute outfits. I get to the club, I do a mediocre set. David Lee Roth is there. So David Lee Roth comes upstairs and it was so funny because I don't drink. So I am like a cocktail and a half from hammered. So now I'm hammered. And, but he starts singing to me. And you know what, you just want somebody to pay attention to you as a female. He's the coolest guy. D David Tell is trying to talk to him. And, and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, Dave, I'm talking to mine. <laughs> so I got so freaking hammered. Rachel's like, don't worry, I got your back. Don't worry, I got your back. She's like sitting behind. And, and it was funny because we're like, yeah, so she's taking pictures. I'm posing with the pictures. Anyway, the pictures were so embarrassing. But she was really cute because she's like, I think you might want these. You're going to look really cute. These are really cute pictures of you like smooching David Lee Roth while you're hammered at the bar. And Norton, <laughs> Norton comes up the next day. And I was so drunk off of like two lemon drops. And he was like singing to me. Lemon and I drops. Tried, I, I remember I leaned so into lemon drops. I remember this drops. guy, David Lee Roth, was like, was like breathing in your neck like he loved you. <laughs> and then, like, remember Brandon was the waiter there? Brandon was the waiter. Yeah, I thought, yeah Brandon's in, in um, the Carolinas. But I remember I got up. I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was so drunk off of two drinks. And Artie Fuqua finds me in the hallway. And he's like, I'm walking downstairs. He's like, you're just too drunk. And this is, this is what's funny because these guys will pressure you into kind of pushing your hoe boundaries, but like, just for like a smooch with David Lee Roth, Artie's like, you're too drunk. You are going home. I'm sending you home in a cab. So I, I disappeared in a cab. I like, I fell asleep in the cab. That's how lightweight I am. I get back into the apartment and I wake up and the, the, we left the patio door open on the roof. I was like, oh my God, this is how, this is why I can't drink two cocktails. And then I got, and then I came back to the club the next day. Rachel's like, aren't these cute pictures? And I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is so cute. I don't know. And then, and then part of me is like, should I take those pictures or should I hide those pictures? And then Jim Norton comes up and he's like, you know, Maya, I just, just wanted to let you know if, if you really wanted to go home with them, I would have, I would have driven you there. You could have had sex with them and I would have driven you home. I mean, it is David Lee Roth and, uh, I would have understood. I would have had you back in case you got and then I actually think I might have that picture. I'm gonna go through my photos there, but I might. I'm pretty sure I have that picture, Maya. I have to look for it. I'm gonna keep on my And also that night, David Lee Roth. So I go on downstairs and I get off, and David Lee Roth goes. He kept talking about art. I think he was very coked up. There was a lot of frenetic talk about being artists and stuff like that. I can't imagine David oh, Lee yeah. Roth. He outdrank all of us. Sharad oh, was finished God. before he was. <laughs> And you know that's a drinker. <laughs> and then, so I get off stage and he walks up to me when I got off and he goes, you, you have it. I mean, you have it. And I walked around so cocky for like an hour. I'm like, David Lee Roth told me I have it. And then I watched Lisa Lampanelli get off stage and he goes, you, you have it. You have it. <laughs> <laughs> exact same sentence. He's like, some people have it. Some people don't. You, you have it. I was like, God damn it. Oh, you know what? Everybody, every single comic as they got off. That is so funny. Maybe everybody funny. had it. <laughs> Coming back into the cellar, the shawarma guys that are all that are all like from the Middle East. Oh, <laughs> next door. They already no no at the cellar they do they had the oh. shawarma at the cellar. Oh yes yes. Because I yeah. walk back in and they all this is how how much they are from the Middle East. They were like we were very ashamed of you for 
being at the park, <laughs> drinking with him. How dare you? Like, I was like shunned. I was, I think I was supposed to come back in like a burqa or a scarlet letter that was on, like after like, and I never, and all the women that run through there and really hoe, I was like, woo! I had two cocktails, he sang me a song. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, shame on you, you whore. It, it was kind of funny. Because it's funny. Come on. If you haven't made out with David Lee Roth, have you really lived a life? Yes. Yeah, that's a life. That's a Maya, I didn't, life. You didn't tell me this. I didn't know about this, Maya. Wow, this they, is a big thing. Made out with David Lee Roth. Kissing, and your your hand is so deliberately. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, details. details. I would never kiss him like, unless he had a guitar in his other hand. He was singing. It would have to be a guitar in one hand. No, or Felicia, I, I to, Felicia he hand. was singing. He was literally singing blues numbers to me at the bar. Did he let you brush his hair, yes or no? <laughs> I don't want to touch a rock star's hair. That kind of creeps me No hairbrush, no deal. Oh, you are so <laughs> he was softly face-raking Maya like this. Like, he, I remember he just, they were having a moment. Like, they Maya, I never knew. Song playing. I'm, I'm never like that, so I'm allowed, like, the one cool. Yeah. I'm the, picture, right? You have to find those pictures. I want to see those pictures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but all you did was kiss him. I know, I know. And then I made it, and then I literally, it was like, oh, good time for me to break out of here. I was like, because I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then you left. I mean, I mean, yes, yeah, when I, I'm not kidding. When me and Sherrod left, he was just alone on the street, like, come on, what's up? Another man. Like, yeah, me and Sherrod and Tony were like, it's over. It's the night's fun, buddy. Yeah. It's so funny. It's 30 in the morning. Yeah, he was probably so much out of his mind. I have so much footage from those days that are sitting in this sing in a box of, of like all of us together, like Tony and and you and you're jumping around and it was so fun. I have so much footage. That's, I have a, a lot. I was actually, I got to go back through that stuff because it was really cute. Everybody's so young and just, I just saw someone sent me a picture, uh, Maria, the, uh, Maria Whitehead. I don't know if you remember her. Um, but she took pictures at the boat ride party. Yes, yes. Yeah, she took pictures of the boat ride. So she sends me a picture yesterday of Brian Scalara on the boat ride. And I'm like, oh my God, he looked like a little baby that's trying to look tough. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, yes. like he said, and I sent it to him. It was, but that's what I was like. I, you don't really get a, an idea of like, wow, we were really young. We were just running around. So what a blast. But that I was had, a great period too. It was such an influx of great comics, you know, just just a mixture of all kinds, you know, but. Yeah, I just missed that. everybody. That's what yeah. I, that's why I wanted to do this show. It is, it's really it. such a community, it's true. And it's like, I know that like when I, I felt like, I mean, I moved with this guy in his band uh, called Dick Sister when I was 17 to New York because I had no options uh, really. But when I moved here with Dick Sister, then Dick Sister dumped me and I was flailing around. I. I just wanted friends in New York. You know when you'd see people outside at a table eating, I'm like, I, people have, can afford to eat here and like at a table. <laughs> That's why I was fascinated with my sister. I'm like, there's a woman with a job at Ralph Lauren and I'm allowed inside of her apartment. Like, you know, it all just, <laughs> but then it's like, but it felt like, oh, then we found ours. I'm like, this is my community of people that clear yeah. are as, just as mentally ill as I am. And it felt so correct, mm -hmm. you know, like just that weird, we had so much fun. And really late nights too, like real late nights. Like I, there was no five. one waiting for me. That's for sure. Like, no one <laughs> in the world loves me except for these people and like my parents. That's it. 
Yeah, it's kind of, it was so much of a family. And that's, I kind of miss that. Like, well, I, I stopped doing comedy for so long. And now, um, you know, coming back, it's just, it's, it, I'm just, I was glad to be working on the, on the East Coast. But it's just, I'm just, I miss everybody. And I miss like my friends, because out here, I found that there's like a lot less camaraderie, there's more competition. But, you know, back in, in New York and all the New York comedians, if you have a joke and they think there's something funny on your premise, they won't go and do it. They'll give it to you, you know? Yeah. People yeah. there and they help each other out. And, and like, I remember like, you know, the days you're like, I don't feel like, I went home for the holidays or I had dinner in Brooklyn with my family and now it's time for me to go to the club, see you guys later. So like, you're <laughs> spending your holidays as much as you can with, with this group. So. Yeah, I'm just super excited that you're uh, that you're on, and and I'm and all the things that you're doing. I mean, I see all the t specials that you've taped, and and all this uh, wonderful material that you've uh, pulled together. And is there anything else that you've like been pulling together and w working uh, on creatively? And I mean, thanks for seeing it that way. All we all I see is like what isn't happening, or you know, like what I didn't get. I mean, isn't that? It's just like that crowd where everybody's. When I was in last comic standing. Uh, Mike DiStefano was on my season and I was like I had a good set but this one guy was sitting in the front like just not buying it just that kind of look at his face you know <laughs> and I said to Mike I was like how come you can have like a sea of people laughing and that's the one you notice that one yeah. thing was like, yeah. and I he looked at me just disgusted and I was like yeah and then he was like because <laughs> like, that's the one you believe that's the one you believe right is it's like mm -hmm. that's so it's funny how like, oh, right. like, okay, people think I'm doing things? All right. Like all I see is the just different fragmented uh, rejections. But I did, I did uh, sell this pilot to Fox that I've been writing on about uh, being married to it, you know, FDNY fire, like the whole kind of thing about me and yes. that and I try to fit into great. that Staten Island fire fighter uh, wife world and as being a comic. It's just based on our life and stuff like that. But um but uh, so I sold the scripts, then I got pregnant. Not, yeah. I, I didn't think I could get pregnant. I went to like get checked or something. I was like, I just kept kicking the ball down the road. I was like, I don't, I'll pay some broad in Pennsylvania to get pregnant for me. So I, <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. I had a loose plan of, I was like, oh, people in Pennsylvania will have the baby for you. So it's like, me, not just the rant, not like somebody, you know, fuck some girl, not like Pete fucks a girl in Pennsylvania, but like some kind of surrogacy. <laughs> So I was like, I went to get my eggs like checked or whatever. And I was like, oh, I got sold this pilot, whatever. And they were like, yeah, no, um, doesn't look good for you. Probably can't get pregnant. Turns out I was pregnant the whole time. And what? the pilot was supposed to shoot in March. And I'm like, shit, I got to tell them I'm pregnant. I know how to tell them. But then oh. all this happened. Wow. And there was, yeah. Wow. So wow. Corona mm -hmm. happened. It wasn't ever even going to shoot anyway. Meanwhile, I was dressing like B. Arthur and like, it, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, hiding girls. It. I was hiding it until like the bottom of the ninth. I was just dressing like a district attorney on stage. I looked absurd. <laughs> oh, Oversized like Paula Poundstone blazers. Well, I do that now. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> I wear that now. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be, maybe get rid of that blazer. <laughs> so so Rachel, how, have you, go ahead, Mike, go. Oh, I was just going to ask, like, you know, because there's a lot of talk now that we have another year of this, not to depress anybody, but... Do you mm -hmm. think, what does that mean? Do you think there'll be actual full, like, changes to the industry, changes to comedy because of all this, if it's another year? Or do you think it'll go back to normal? Or what I do mean, you see? It depends, it, de 
depends on what day you ask me, and I have no formal education. Um, well, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, yeah, uh, but okay. I, yeah, like if you asked me yesterday, I'd be like, you know, it's coming back, and when it comes back, it's coming back big because people are gonna need to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you ask me this morning, and I'm like, oh, it's done. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> I got no other yeah. stuff. I'll just yeah. lay here and just keep birthing if I can. <laughs> well, what about Zoom? What about uh, online? And people, some people are really getting behind. Like, I mean, I, I think it's personally, I think it's challenging, but I know a lot of people are like, the future is conference call stand-up or Zoom. I mean, I don't know, Zoom stand-up. <laughs> okay, there's a whole lot. Uh, sorry? I mean, it's, if it is, uh, I'll take my own life, but uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm having so much fun right now with you guys, but I mean, I really am, but like, just cause it's like hanging with comics and stuff, but right. I, I, uh, I mean, I want, I want the world to start up again. Um, oh yeah. So, I mean, and I think it will, I mean, you know, I Googled uh, Fauci's life story a lot at night. And when I do that, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why I find that calming. I like to watch like serial killer docs or Google Fauci. Yeah, what? He was what? like, by the way, you guys, he was, he worked at like a pharmacy and, and he would run the errands and like drop off meds. And he was like a little Brooklyn boy with like one of those. Is this, is this recently he did that? No, when he was a little boy. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, just like, make, sure, Fauci. make it sure. You're talking about Fauci when he was young, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just look yeah. up his life story like that's going to offer the I love Fauci. I love yeah. Fauci. I think I he's what? Yeah. I know. I know. No. How could anybody bash him? I mean, I know. It's so ridiculous. Well, Trump does it every day. Every, but, you know, and what is it with serial, watching serial killers that makes people feel better? Like, I totally know what you mean. I can't get up murder. I don't know why. I thought, like, Somebody was like, if you have a baby, it'll be different. Like, you're not going to want to watch stuff like that. I'm like, I want to watch even more now. I can't go to sleep until I've seen, like, a forensic files and a wives with knives. And then I'm out with a Wives with knives. Is that a real, is that a real one? Is that a real oh, yes. one? Yes, Poppy. Check it out. It's good stuff. Wow. <laughs> we've been, we've been doing the same thing. Heather and I are all so in, in, into serial killer land that it's just, but it's also really? awkward. It's awkward because we watch all the serial killers and then when I was on and off with the ex and then the ex came back finally and we're sitting there and it was just one of those moments now that we've worked this out. How do you feel about serial killers? Because <laughs> 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 technically that's all I'm watching here. So, you know, he was in the serial killer's light. So it was more like the Father Brown's mystery murder type. That's funny. <laughs> right. I, you get, I love you get, all of it. Any murder and I'm happy and he, that was a disaster of a sentence, and I regret it. But I was thinking like, I was, I was that could be the name of your bio. Of your bio. Any murder, and I'm happy. The the Rachel Feinstein story. But that this psychology that I find so fascinating. Like, it is. It, yeah. It's, it's right. Why and how right. they do it? How these people are formed? Why? Why would they like, do it? Yeah. Right. And why? And like. And I love a, I love a diagnosis. I love, you know, I start diagnosing everybody I know. I love to say somebody's a 40 when I have no information. I'm like borderline, clearly 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I read this book about Mindhunter. It's like, by the way, that show. Oh, Mindhunter. Hunter, I love Mindhunter. Yeah. So good. And it was I a book incredible book, you guys. It was so good. Wow. And there's this chapter of that book based on that guy that started the, um, 
that, that the, whole the, uh, forensics the, the, uh, profiling. Yes. Yeah. And he says that there was this one murder. He solved like the most homicides ever. And, um, right. in the serial killer uh, unit or like the, rather the, yeah, they came up with the term serial killer, yes, right? Yes. Exactly. He coined the term. It used to be called yes. a sequence killer. Sorry, this yes. is getting weird, but let me... <laughs> <laughs> sequence killer. That's bad marketing. Yeah, no, that's no good. Serial killer is so much better. Serial <laughs> killer just rolls. So he, he has had this, Kellogg's. He, he, would, he was able to go to a crime scene and by looking at the crime scene photos, figure out a profile of the type of person that committed the crime. And there was one very famous murder case that he went to. I can't remember the name of the killer, but he looked at this, the crime photos and said, the killer has a lisp. It was a guess, but that was his guess. Just by looking at crime scene photos. Yeah. That is fascinating to me. And basically what he decided was the way he, there's organized versus a disorganized killer. And the way that he attacked this woman, um, by the way he did it, he, he deduced that he was self-conscious about something, that he wasn't... Mm -hmm you know, that he was like um, kind of hiding or shy or something. Or wow. Right? And then not like a suave kind of alpha male yeah. type. So then, and then he goes through all the different things that he could be ashamed or feel self-conscious about and, mm. and eliminates them based on, again, he says it's just a guess. And that, he comes up with so a crazy. Oh, the guy had a fucking lisp when they yeah. found him. Wow. God. Isn't that, well, that, isn't that amazing? That really, That's that really, amazing. That really freaks me out about, that really freaks me out about my stalkers then, because then I'm like, there's a, there's a handful of people that I know have insecurities that make them crazy, that act weirdly crazy. And now yeah, I'm, right. now I'm just, yeah. If I see a list, I'm, I'm in a, you know what? A list. While we, while we uh, get a moment here, like I, I, anybody, um, let's, let's give the other people some questions. Anybody want to ask a question? Pam, you have anything you want to, you know, uh, she's seeing up yeah, someone asked you, Rachel, how's your mom doing? Oh, Karen. Oh, Karen's great. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the corona because my mom loves anything dark to talk about. She loves to talk about pain and other people's pain. And she loves complaining about Trump. She does like a shoulder dance. <laughs> <laughs> my mom sounds like she's masturbating when she talks about Trump. She loves it. And she uses the weirdest language. Like she'll whip open the paper on Zoom. It's always just the corner of my mom's helmet hair and like a paper on Zoom. The sleuth is up to his tricks this morning. <laughs> 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 the strangest language she complains about Trump. She'll be like, you can only kill a dragon with his own wings. I'm like, I think that's just a mm. game of <laughs> 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 mom, She loves complaining about Trump. She's the this man, this science and reason or we're all done. My mom made, my mom made an anti-Trump collage. I'm not making this up at all. <laughs> And I asked her, I was like, what are you doing? Maybe it's not as healthy to focus on this. She goes, well, everybody needs a release. And I have been making an anti-Trump collage. And that's <laughs> You got to see that. And then she, goes, it's, yeah. it, 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 she goes, it's very controversial. Very controversial. And she goes, <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking about even sending it in. Maybe somebody will look at it. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not listening to It's like, right? <laughs> He's not listening to the World Health Organization. It's not going to be Karen Feinstein's decapod. They can start questioning his choices. You may have it at the Democratic convention. I mean, hilarious. Rachel talks all of this. Next thing you know, it's behind Michelle Obama. Oh my God. 
Do you have Do you have a picture of it? Do you have you see, like do you have have you seen no, I it? Get it and I'll email it to you guys. I oh my, that's like, amazing. Like I've always seen it like in the background of, of the Zoom or something. Oh, I love yeah. to hear that. That is that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> my, both my parents do a lot of collage. My dad was a civil rights prosecutor, so he used to prosecute. Oh wow! Right. He used to prosecute, uh, you know, out of the Justice Department, like KKK in the seventies, and he. Oh wow! Wow. He was. He would try to enforce like Brown versus Ed Board of Education when it wasn't mm -hmm. really being enforced in like the yes. late seventies. It would be like they would claim that things were fully like integrated, but they weren't, and there was all this fucked up stuff going on. So my dad would, uh, he, you know that story in Mississippi Burning, there was like a couple of like- Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's where my dad worked with those, wow. in apartment with those guys going down on those trips. And he makes a lot of, uh, he wrote a book about it actually, uh, about wow. like, prosecuting clan the cases. And oh, Burning. wow. And he makes oh. a lot of collages about his old days in the civil rights movement. Mm. And it's, and That's it's, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what he did. The collages are a little bit, you know, confusing sometimes because like, they don't always explain like what they just, my parents will go out to like a rally and just hold up a collage, but they love doing their collages about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what it's about. I know, they're such good people, but they try like, you know, so hard. I mean, like I, I mean, I, I have a bit about it, but like my my mom will be like, she likes to get into a cab when she comes and visits me in New York and like over honor an ethnic name. Like she likes to bite into an ethnic name and really hold it to the light in this humiliating way. She'll be like, Sarah Hanje, what a marvelous, invigorating name. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so humiliating. <laughs> like, what region is that? You know? <laughs> She goes, Sarah Hange, I just want to say I am so sorry for these nasty things. President Trump, shoulder dance, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he has been saying about Muslims. <laughs> Muslim, that's the clancy way to say it. I mean, Muslim, and she's like, we think Muslims are fantastic, Sarah Hange. And he's just staring at her like, I'm sick, you white bitch, get out of my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they try, but they, but they have, hilarious. they have, they're not just normal, like, you know, overly guilty white liberals, because they actually have, you know, they have done real true service, right, to, the, right. sure. service to the cause yes. in their lives, but still, but still, I mean, Karen, for the love of God, stop. She, was your was your dad or your family ever uh, threatened or in trouble? You know, civil rights back then. Like, did he ever have KKK come after him or you know, threats KKK and things like that? Specifically, but he would have death threats, and he would often stay under a different wow. name when he would go to those towns because uh -huh. you know it would be like it, yeah, know, they would kill you. They would they, they would they would, they would really yeah. yeah. And yeah. he prosecuted Crazy. police officers yeah. successfully uh, once, so that was like. When you're prosecuting police in those towns, it's definitely dangerous. Oh, that was dangerous. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It still yeah. is, obviously. It, it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Was he still doing this when you were a kid, or did he stop by the time you were around? He was still doing in the Civil Rights Division, and he would go to the South doing different... Uh, I didn't have a full understanding at that point, but like when we were little, you know, like in the early 80s and stuff, like I knew he would go to the South and do this kind of stuff, but I don't have like 
I'm not really sure of the timeline of all of those cases. I'm sure that I think right. probably in the early 80s, it was all kinds of other stuff. But, you know, cross burnings, different hate mm-hmm. crimes, wow. that stuff was still yeah. going on. Yeah. You know, so he went, yeah, he was working at the Department of Justice and often in the South on those trips uh, when I was like a little kid in elementary wow. school and stuff, you know, and he, uh, he's also a blues musician. So he plays piano and Zydeco accordion. And then he started playing, once the Department of Justice got kind of dismantled, they just couldn't prosecute the way they wanted to right. with Reagan and everything's changed a lot. And so my, yes. so then my dad, and then he had, we had three kids. My mom's a social worker. You know, she's out doing her action justice picnics in Southeast DC. And they're like, all right, we gotta put these kids right. to college. That's quite an interesting background, Rachel. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. You didn't know that? That's oh, really yeah. cool. So now he plays blues full time. He plays piano and Zydeco accordion. He's incredible. Wow, oh, that's yeah. so cool. Where are your parents? Where are he they? He plays all by ear. You know? And then he does civil rights, he teaches civil rights law at, at like, uh, University like at Maryland and um, oh wow, uh, okay, so Montgomery College, yeah, he teaches okay. civil rights law and like kind of goes wow, goes through those cases and how the Department of Justice was formed, etc. But amazing, uh, he must have been an incredible lawyer, that's amazing. You know, he was an yeah. amazing lawyer, I hear, I mean, and prosecutor, federal prosecutor, but he, he was a weirdo too, so. When they when he left Department of Justice, they like roasted him, and they would because my dad's weird. He's, he's definitely where I get my sense of humor. He's like funny and strange and dark, and like on the spectrum esque. And uh, when he left Department of Justice, they did this big roast of him, and somebody was like, "Remember that day how he came to court, and he wore two different shoes?" And I was like, "Buddy, uh, you got a black shoe and a brown shoe, and they don't look anything alike." <laughs> And he said, and my dad would do things like that all the time. And he said, my dad put his arm around him. He's like, hey, Ken, must have been pretty hard for you to bring that up to me. I want you to know it's never going to happen again. And I'm sorry you were the one who had to tell me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the next day he came back to work with the same mismatch. You know what? You went... But you on this very Zoom have explained you went through an overall situation very similar. You're right. You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I get that from my dad because my dad, he's all, although my dad's like way smarter. Like he skipped two grades in school. Like he, he can, he has a photographic memory. But I, when I was a kid, not only could I barely dress myself, you're right. But also I didn't know how to dry my hair. So it would just drip down my back all the time. And everybody at school would call me wet back. I would just go <laughs> My hair would be like dripping wow. and like a puddle. And I thought, I thought this was like, okay. And I was like, oh, everybody must have a puddle on their back. I didn't, you know. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I told my mom, I was like, everybody at school calls me wet back. And she was like, how are you here? This, they're using racial slurs on our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's literal, literally, yeah. You're right, and I, I get that I think for my dad, because he was always sort of a disheveled, weird, and then I had to come to New York, and then Maya had to teach uh, teach me how to dress. <laughs> and now I lost, <laughs> I came to LA, and the fashion is so bad. I, I, I came back to New York, and my New York friends were like, what do you have on? They came out here and threw out my entire closet. They were like, really? Yeah, I lost all fashion sense. You lose sense of time. And the what you're supposed to be wearing, you could be on Rodeo Drive, and it looks like it, the the windows in strawberries look better. It looks better. like 34th Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really does. No, it, it, it's it's the cool thing out here. Yeah. So I was just going to say, like, you could walk into a Ferrari dealership, and if you have flip flops on and a ripped T-shirt, they'll take you seriously. Like they don't know, like you could be worth two billion dollars. 
Hold on, hold on. Heather was saying something. Like, sorry, sorry, Heather. Like, no, everyone out here looks like looks like a bum. Yeah. Yes. They, that's how. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And like, I always feel weird. And I, when I'm in LA, like when I go to meetings and stuff, I feel like I wear too much black. And you're supposed to kind of look like you casually don't care, right? Like, yeah, shit. You're supposed to look like yeah. you don't care and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. New York dressing is everything. It's like uh -huh. it oh, says yeah. everything. Like, if you don't look good, they don't take you seriously. That that I is so. I wore heels out here. People are like, why are you so dressed up? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to go to lunch with a friend. In New York, if you like get dressed up and you put on a pair of heels and you look nice and you go to lunch, it's okay. That's like what you do to. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I felt it Heather in New York would, once. Heather would, Heather would take, Heather would wear heels from, cause she said she would live in Sunnyside, Queens. She would wear like a three inch heel, hike all, like walk the whole city. You're like, are you sure you don't want to take a cab? She's like, no, I'm good. Just strolling like it's nothing. Here, if you're That's not right. flip-flops, jeans can't be finished. They have to be torn off. In fact, I actually had a shirt and I was like, like in New York, I'm like, this blouse. I'm like, no, if I just rip the sleeves off, that makes it LA. I just have to, like, not even with a scissor, cut them off, just rip the sleeves off. And then it turns into the L LA outfit. So. And if they do wear heels here, they're like the hoe heels. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The stripper heels. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's becoming like that everywhere with the pandemic. Like, now when I go out and do spots, I feel like I can't, I can't, I don't even feel comfortable in a wedge. I'm like, well, the world's ending. I should wear, like, Tim's or something. <laughs> right, yeah. In case you need to like you're also, like, when we go out now, right, we're kind of, like, supposed to dress like construction workers out of respect for the fact that disease is taking the world over or something. You know? <laughs> right. But no, it's not. Like, you know, it's weird, right? I think I think my favorite thing about COVID is that like the Armageddon the Armageddon energy might mean that comfortable shoes come into fashion. Yes. Yeah. Comfort is very important right now. Yeah. Do you think Uggs? In case you have to run from a tennis ball shaped disease. I knew it was bad. And after after two months, I was like, I, time for me to go to the store and buy pandemic size panty. <laughs> all the food, I was like, if we're gonna die, I'm gonna eat whatever the hell I. You know what drives me nuts right like, now, Rachel? Though no mask. Huh? No mask. Wearing no mask. Like I got on the uh, the uh, train the other day, and the guy runs on the train with no mask, and everybody was like, what the what are you doing? Like people got up and just went to the, like the guy was on the train with no mask. And it says wow. clearly with signs everywhere, please mm -hmm. wear a mask on the train. But right. he had no, I swear to God, if I freaked out. Mm -hmm. Everybody's freaking out. And it's no a lot of that right. Yeah, did anyone say anything? Did anyone approach him? He was him crazy, or? he was scary. Oh, I, I okay, okay. well that's. I just, I just moved well, to the next car. Yeah, yeah, but it's a little more forgivable if they look crazy. If they look truly crazy, you're like, okay. It's more right. the people who are trying to make a point, and they're like, I want you to say something to me. No, I guy, want you to tell me. This guy you would not talk to. No, this is a New York guy from, he looked like he just came out of the train tracks. Like, it's all New York is sliding back to that. Everybody I know. Knows. I mean, I now it's like a lot of people that need to be in a nice, comfy mental hospital. <laughs> 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 Well, that'll be the new resort. What's that? The new resort will have maybe all the the new resort model will include like mental health therapies and pills and They'll put that in the bill. Seriously, we were outside in the comedy cellar. We were hanging out outside the cellar, and you know Keith Robinson was out there, and um, 
he does this thing where he takes somebody that looks kind of like you and he'll, but in the worst way, like the worst version of <laughs> And he'll call their name. And some of them are so painful. They've set me back for months. Like I can't let go of them. So he'll be like, you know, hey, Rachel, you know, like, and, and you're like, oh God, you, you don't want to look, but you're like, this one's going to hurt, you know? And there was, this woman, there was this woman on the corner, just poking trash, just homelish. Not, I don't know if she was fully home, but it was how I always would have, thought I would end up if I didn't do stand-up, just poking trash in a corner with control <laughs> a pile of cans. And somebody else was trying to come up and like get one of her cans and she was like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and she had like frizzy hair, my natural jufro, and I was like, and he's like, Rachel, 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 relax about the cans, dummy. It's pretty good. Oh, fuck. I turned around. I was like, shit, that one hurt. Because I'm like, it could have gone straight. And it's still light. Right. Right. That's my biggest question is how is your hair still straight in August? Because I, you know, I know you're doing the big show. This is a lie. I'm going to iron it and dejew it every, I dejew it for an hour. You do it every day? I mean, you could do it like every two days. I got like a keratin treatment, so but still, oh, the I, actual, I had done I had done the Japanese straightening once, but it's like I can't. Is it like a Japanese straightening? Because your hair looks fabulous and looks so healthy. Oh, thanks. I mean, it's just a it's just a series of lies. It's I plastered on myself. Rachel, <laughs> okay. when I met you the first time, I thought you were Spanish. I swear to God. I was like, she's Puerto Rican. Stop lying. <laughs> my mom loved that. She's like, oh, she's always like, that's why she was so excited, really, when they called me wet back in school. She was like, my daughter. Like, that's what she's always like, be more ethnic than she is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, this is just, I, I ironed it. I put the baby down. We bathed the baby. We put the ba little Frankie to bed. And then I ironed myself and painted. Paint no, her. wait, wait. So you you iron? I'm sorry, I have to do this hair conversation because I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I've been surviving off of like the mixed chick stuff, but I um uh, new good hair product which I'll I'll bring into New York and give you a bunch. I, I sponsor them, and um, but the question is, are you like literally? Is it from your natural curl, and you just are ironing from your natural curl? Yeah, well, I got a keratin treatment, so it's like straighter than it would. I mean, normally my hair it be really tight curls, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You so got I got a keratin treatment, and then I use like a curling iron, you know. Okay. And so I was like, I'm so, looking at pictures. That's a problem like, to have. Yeah. I'm What's looking that? at. Hamo. Nothing. But, I was trying to be. Funny. Oh no! I was saying I'm looking at your pictures <laughs> online, and I'm like, her hair looks so fabulous. This is how she got married. I <laughs> mean. <laughs> We were, we were, remember we used to do this too, Maya, because we would go away from stand-up and try to meet normal dudes. So before I met my husband, I went, it was really sad. I was ironing my hair daily because I really wanted to catch a guy. I wanted to catch a, uh, a fella. And I went to steakhouses. This is so sad, you guys. <laughs> my friends told me men hang out at steakhouses. So Ooh, I would what? go to a steakhouse. This is Who so are you? Sad. Your friends. Your friends told you that? Go to the steakhouse where all the guys are. <laughs> stupid face and just sat in a steakhouse bar and I was with my girlfriend there and um she's like she's like the kind of hot where she's always been hot she can talk to anybody she just has soul she'll 
she's like 12 years older than me. She's married, uh, but she was, she's a good wing person because she could talk to anybody and she knows mm -hmm. she's slamming. But she'll hit on people in like old fashioned ways. Like she'll hand a man a matchbook and be like, sweetie, think about it, sweetie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so she's fun to go out with because she goes out to the steakhouse with me and she's just like putting Steak my house. matchbook whenever I find a guy. Like it's a disaster, but it's also fun, you know? Yeah. And then, but that's how I ended up meeting my husband because we were sitting there. She's married to a retired fireman and I wasn't getting many hits at the steakhouse. <laughs> oh. One guy hit on me, but he was like so old, like in the winter of his life, like osteoporosis. Right. <laughs> it's 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 funny you say that because I was literally thinking it's like stockbrokers from the eighties. Yeah, like, right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like that's who hang out at a steakhouse. Yeah. Right. That's who they must have been. They yeah, they got all these stockbrokers from like the eighties with the like the yeah, the, no, I, I, the big I, watch. They got a big watch. I understand. I kind of gave them. I kind of. I kind of. Absolutely right. Because it was a lot of older men with pipes and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I hear you. I've, I've kind of given up on those kinds of ideas anyway, because I always it's always a psychotic that stalks me. So I, I, I've, I'm a crazy magnet. So I'm I've just like. I've become you can get a sugar daughter. daddy. I mean, huh? you know, you can get a sugar daddy anytime. <laughs> yeah, go to a state. Go to Ruth Christie's. Go to Ruth Christie's and get a get an old man to. Everybody's. I, I'm a crazy magnet. I can. I'm telling you, I am a crazy. Haven't I been a crazy Chris. magnet? A little bit. Even yeah. Even. A little bit. I mean, I But everybody, I feel like until you meet, until you end up being with somebody more, whether you live with them or get married or whatever, it's always a shit show until you do. I feel like <laughs> a series of, I mean, extremely crazy, unacceptable men. Yeah, I just <laughs> fled different situations, just trash bagged all my stuff and ran. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're doing so well and that your life has just turned into, blossomed into such a, uh, a beautiful place. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you, you're sp you spent your time with us on this, Zoom because I, I was so excited. I was like, oh, she's too big. She's not going to want to do this. And then Miss Avia hit me up. She's like, I got Rachel. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, like, yes, same. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. I have oh, we'd, we'd love to have you again. And we've, we've been really blessed too. We were doing it out of the Laugh Factory. Uh, and Jamie Masada and Enrique have like allowed us to. Um, put this up uh, at the Laugh Factory, so it will be online with Laugh Factory and stuff. And but um, congratulations on everything, and and um, we'd love to have you back if you if you. Uh, I can't wait to be back, and that's a New York saying that, not an LA. I love <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I'm there. If the pandemic's okay. coming around for round two, I'll be sitting in this dirty living room. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Right, love you. Love have the best time with you guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.